broadcasting from the Blanchestan Centre. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is Sparta! All your base are belong to us. The balls are inert. And now it begins. Alright guys, and we're live here on Twitch. What's uh, the Nerd to Know Media? And it's our first show of 2020. My name is Daryl O'Connor. And Bryn, welcome back to the show. It's good to be back. How are we, guys? And we're also joined by Keen. What's up, Keen? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Good, good. Hopefully this is working. I'm quite concerned. But <laughs> uh, even, even if it's not, we do have it um, up on the podcast as well. But we're not alone. We're joined by a very special guest. So do the honors there, Keen, and tell us who we have with us today. Well, we have the new member of our team, which we announced <laughs> on our social media. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, this is Venus DeVilo uh, from Straight Outta Canto, Woo! joining forces with uh, Nerd to Know. Yes, we've got this right wonderful there. new, like, kind of, what would you call it when, like, two creative forces join up? A collaboration? Uh, yeah. Empire, uh, yeah, it, I, I don't know, some, uh, something suitably nerdy anyway, definitely. What is it in like, Pokemon in the DS games when two trainers battle together? Like, against called, uh, Oh, maybe maybe it'd be like Team Aqua and Team Magma, like, joining together or something like I knew you'd have a term for it, that's excellent. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna go with a Yu-Gi-Oh reference on this, you know, it's like, you know, when you had the, the Shadow game duels and you had to, like, duel together? Oh yeah, there like, you go. That's Bryn, kind of you got a nerdy like team up reference. Yeah, I was going to go for Dragon Ball Z bridged, where Dragon Ball Z, where it's uh, the two characters going fusion. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Okay, well then, before we get into the meat of it, did everyone have a good Christmas? Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, yeah, a really nice Christmas. Um, too much food. So. Yes, good. No such thing as too much food. <laughs> yeah. Not at Christmas, anyway. I don't know. There hits a point where you're like, I can't really look at any more, you know, turkey and ham and stuff. And you're like, man, but, you know, I will have some of that custard. So yeah. it's kind of like, it is one of those kind of, one of those times where you're just like, yeah, I ate way too much. But sure, look, everyone ate way too much at Christmas. That was kind of like the true, the true meaning of Christmas, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not a man. It's a remorseless biscuit-eating machine. <laughs> no, sir. Not, no, sir. Not the syrup tray. <laughs> oh, That's a little more. Just one more. <laughs> oh, no. A second tray. <laughs> but, you have uh, that yeah. where it's like you got through a tin of, of uh, Christmas biscuits and you don't realize there's like a second level. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. Like, that's just like <laughs> boss level unlocked. You're like, bring it on. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. It's like one of those, because, uh, like, um, full disclosure, but last three or four nights, I've been up all night with Prim because she's uh, down with a bit of a dose. So mm. I went through some of the boxes of biscuits that I got for gratifyingly from the parents of the kids I teach. 
and I finished a box of foxes and I was like really proud of myself. And there was this whole other tray underneath it. It's like in a video <laughs> game when you think you've beaten them and they've like a second and a third form. <laughs> you reboot. Well, it's like when, uh, like any anime game in general, it's like, aha, like Bayonetta. That's what Bayonetta basically is. You're like, I beat you. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Speaking of which, did you both see the the cosplayer at uh, J-Con dressed as Bayonetta? She was like the head ghost. I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but she was fantastic. Like, no, I know I it's a bit of a tangent, but oh, I've got to send you a photo. Wait, no, 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 like, no. I lie. I lie, I did, but I was too busy running into our panel after writing it to focus on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh man, that's really cool. But I'm like, oh no, I need to get this set up. Because when we were there, remember, we had to like pull the HDMI out of the wall and all that kind of stuff. No, <laughs> I think we were the only ones who were using the, using the computer. It's just like, okay, I guess we're going to do this. Yeah. So, yeah, it was fun, uh, fun, times. fun times. But um, <laughs> they, hold on, it's not really a tangent. It's kind of links in quite well because before we came on the air, we got news. Well, actually, uh, Venus and ourselves got news. So, do you want to share that, King? Yeah, just gone. We will be appearing at Shurikon this February. Our, our specific dates and times aren't confirmed yet, but we'll be going probably with a Star Wars-themed um, event, and mm -hmm. we'll be plugging that as soon as we can. We are very excited because we had a few weeks ago they were lovely and certainly i'm really looking forward to working with them guys are you excited to be talking about star wars in public with like human people <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to making people feel as sad about star wars as i currently do um <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I feel better. Um, at least I'm gonna look at his counseling. Really, um, we'll bring a doll. Where did Disney touch you? <laughs> Show on the baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe uh, Venus, you also have some news to tell as well. I do as well. It's a double whammy. Uh, straight out of Canto, my panel. Um, for everything uh, nerd, nostalgia, and pure nonsense, and more, primarily about Pokemon, but kind of branching out a bit. We also got, I say we, it's just me, it's the royal we, it's fine. Uh, we also got accepted for Shurikon, uh, which I'm delighted about. It's actually a strange panel, usually do horror and Pokemon, or some variation of that. It's actually, um, it's, it's not going to be as dry as it sounds in the title, it's going to be the evolution of women in Pokemon. It's um, it's actually it, it's a weird panel. It's like, it, it's because because you know the whole kind of sexism in anime thing, or maybe there isn't, or maybe there is, or just the whole mm. kind of Western perception of kind of Japanese norms mm. and how things and kind of Japanese anime and manga and video games and stuff. It, it that's just what they do there in Japan, but in the West we're like, <gasps> and how you know just Pokemon isn't actually the worst thing out there, and they're surprisingly. <laughs> Uh, varied in things that they do, but then also there's some really weird stuff as well in there, you know, just to... Mm. To be fair, to be fair, if it wasn't if it wasn't Japanese and didn't have weirdness in it, it wouldn't be Japanese, right? 
No, not at all. It's, it's like half the appeal. It was weird. It's only like as an adult you sit back and you're like, because I think our generation were the, like the last kind of ones to have that kind of weird mm-hmm. Japanese bleed over without actually knowing that it was Japanese. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like when you think back, like with Power Rangers, Power Rangers is the nexus point for me anyway, where it's like, right, awesome heavy metal, cool martial arts. Terrible weird. acting. No, weird, ja- weird Japanese stuff, right? But you didn't know that it was weird Japanese stuff. You're just like, everything about that's kind of a little bit weird. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You're like, oh, that's why the acting's so bad, because it's weird Japanese stuff. And then you realize it's just a, 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 a masterwork of editing. Like, whoever came up with that is a genius. It's like, hey, guys, this show is like 15 years old. Let's shoot like 10 minutes of footage, like for every month, and we can make millions. And most of like, that's Saban. You devious, devious man. But, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, okay, right. So, Shurikan, I haven't done it before. I have never been there before. Have you guys been there before? Have you guys done it before? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? The first Shurikan year that they did, they did this um, Pokemon Gym Leader Challenge, and I was one of the Elite Four. It was, like, for the video game. Ooh, oh, cool. I could see you rocking that. What What was your Pokemon type? Or was I it was like... the Dragon Gym Leader, so people would come up to me during the day and battle me, and I'd kick their arse, like, every time. <laughs> Which right. was really satisfying, because it was a bunch of, like, young kids age, like, 12 to 22, <laughs> oh, and he was, like, 27-year-olds, <laughs> just, like unabashedly like destroying them and then there was um there was this like general league later on and long story short i am the shurikan pokemon league champion of 2017 (laughs) i can just imagine you like screaming in the faces of these 10 year olds like owned forget you oh yes oh yes They did the screaming. You have to, <laughs> I look. saw a few Nintendo 3DSs slammed down on the table that day, my friend. I look, can you tell have, you definitely. You, you have to. That's look. a 2DS. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the 2DS. 2DS is uh, I use a 2DS because you, then you can play the old games on it as well, you know, for maximum weebage, you know. You oh, know. I, I didn't know that. Well, look, here's mm. the thing. You know, if, if for academic purposes, theoretically, if you had a 3DS or a 2DS, you could theoretically, for academic purposes, just jailbreak it. And theoretically, for academic purposes, run any game you want off it. Theoretically, of course. Theoretically. For academic purposes. Yeah, yeah. For science. <laughs> for science. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I It's weird. Like, I have a 2DS and a 3DS, but I'm like, I kind of prefer the 3DS. Cause 2DS just feels kind of weird. It's like a weird tablet. I'm like, this is kind of strange, but. <laughs> sure it is what it is um yeah so that's going to be on the 15th and 16th of february in uh tu dublin on angel street so i i don't know i don't even know where that kind of is um that's well, on that's, campus street like that's yeah. isn't that the dit campus yep it yeah. is oh well, i know the way then it's fine yeah, yeah, yeah. just okay, you know. just just look for the guy dresses ig88 and follow him down kevin street fair Okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, we haven't got a date yet, but uh, more than likely we'll be on the Sunday, lads, because I'm in Lisbon on the 15th. Mm. So, yeah, we'll try. If not, um, I'll be there. I'll Skype in. (laughs) (laughs) Big intimidation. Asian horse. 
<laughs> well, yeah, sure. We'll have more. Uh, we'll have more details as as things are going on. But uh, this week, guys, um, we're going to obviously, you know, want to have like a crossover because um, Lisa, you're on the show, and um, you know, so you said you basically said you wanted to, to do your own podcast, and we had you on. So, what is your show going to be about, and what can people expect, or have you got it kind of figured out yet? Um, it's going to kind of be a bit like the the way I, I, I'm going to approach this, the, the podcast the way I approach Straight Outta Canto, the blog, um, which is on WordPress, Straight Outta Canto. And um, it's basically kind of how best to kind of not make it sound really, really sad. Like there's just this sad nerd. Please, like, you're in good company. <laughs> sitting in their mother's kitchen ranting about what Pokemon should have done or shouldn't have done and why hentai is totally fine. Um, yeah, no, it, it's going to be about everything kind of like, because I'm a pure 90s child, so it's going to be literally everything kind of from the weird kind of dark, twisted side of the 90s and Pokemon, but then branching out into anime and I'm, I'm like, I'm absolute, like unhealthily obsessed with J-horror, K-horror, thigh-horror, everything. So it will be kind of just kind of looking trying to like it's hard to say things about things because everything's been said about everything so i'll be trying to find kind of new ways to or new angles you know for my perception about things uh, mm. which is mainly what pokemon should be doing and why hentai is totally fine but yeah okay yeah. <laughs> did not think we were going japanese to get, stuff did not think yeah. we were going to be i didn't think i'd ever hear that sentence but okay <laughs> yeah yeah what what a I'm decoration to go out at five o'clock on the radio Right. <laughs> I'm totally joking. No, it's just, it's, just gonna, it's just gonna be mostly probably listicle style things about Pokemon and touching on some horror from a well, literary I, point of view. And are you planning to do it weekly or um, what can people expect? That remains to be seen. Depends what the people want. Cool. Okay. Well, you know, from from our point of view, if anyone's listening to this and they want to check it out, it's it's going to be on our feed. We're going to have a section on nerdsnowmedia.com um, for Straight Out Canto and everything you're doing there. Um, so, Woo. yeah, it'll be very, very easy to get um, if you're already listening to us um, on the, the Facebook, Twitter, all that kind of stuff feed. So, yeah, we, we will have it there. But this week, I kind of wanted to run through like a year in review. So four or five things, depending on how long we go. Um, yeah. of like the best and the worst so like mm-hmm. you know we'll go round table and anyone in the chat that wants to join in we can we can you know we can address that if and when it happens but we, we'll we'll have like four or five each and then we'll go the hour and then after that we'll, we'll see where we are so <laughs> does anyone want to start with a highlight of the year i got one go for it uh end game oh very ah uh, yeah Watch Endgame recently over Christmas. Actually, I forgot how good it was. Yeah, it's uh, it, I mean that like that film is just like a nice kind of bookend to the whole um MCU uh, that we've had so far, and mm. you know, it, I, I mean, I re- I remember back in two thousand and eight when Iron Man came out, and people were just surprised it was good, you know, <laughs> and it just. <laughs> It just it just shows you how far that those films have come from that point where like you know if you were a comic book fan and you were going into the cinema to see a comic book movie, chances are it wasn't going to be very good. 
you know, mm-hmm. I mean, up to that point, I mean, the only like up to that point, we've just seen like X Men Three be really, really bad. We'd seen um, <laughs> we'd seen Batman Begins, which people people were surprised of because Batman and Robin was the only thing in public consciousness to that point with Batman, like most recent thing in public consciousness. And then we had like mm. you know, um, you know, there was there was like the you know, the stuff like the like Spider-Man 3 and like, you know, the Fantastic Four film. So people just weren't really, you know, excited to see comic book movies at that point. So when it came out, it was, you know, like, I mean, I remember people saying at the time that it was the best comic book movie they'd seen. Well, that, that was in the same summer as The Dark Knight. Which... <laughs> yeah, The Dark Knight came out a month later and that quickly changed. <laughs> You know, but, <laughs> like, I mean, uh, you know, you look at that now to like the, I mean, how many movies are, are up to that point? Like over 20. It just, mm. uh, uh, you know, I think, I, I think for the series to have such a landmark and to have kind of hit every single goal that is possible to be hit by something of this size. Like people didn't even think the Avengers could turn out good in the end. And it did. And, you know, this was the fourth film in that run. You know, and it's, I think it's, I think it's an incredible achievement for them to have done that. And, you know, I, I'm kind of happy for it to kind of go on the wayside from here on out, but it's know, not gonna, it's not gonna, but I'm, <laughs> like, if, if the trend, if the, the trend ends in the next, like ends this year, next year, the year after, I'd be totally happy with it. Cause like the, like this run up of 11 years worth of films that all kind of, come into this giant amorphous blob together it's kind of great and you know if they, if 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 uh, tastes change and we move on to other things awesome if they don't it's still great you know it's still comic book films yeah i completely agree like i saw endgame late because mm. it came out on the day that primrose was born uh and I just had to stay off Facebook to avoid spoilers and all that kind of stuff. I just didn't talk to my little brother. Uh, and yeah, actually, watching it was like very, very cathartic. Like it was, uh, me and Stevie had to take it in shifts. I saw it at night and she saw it the next morning. Like, but yeah, yeah it feels like every single tw- in the 21 odd movies pays off. And it is long, but it doesn't feel too indulgent or gluttonous. And even if, God forbid, like Marvel doesn't do another hit like it again. It's mm. definitely like a landmark and it doesn't feel like too much of a victory lap, which I was surprised by. I thought it was very nicely balanced, you know? Yeah, I, I think um, at the same time, it's one, uh, because I feel, I was saying this to people who hadn't seen any of the Marvel films where they were saying like, well, you know, could I watch this movie and like understand what's going on? And I said, I think it does a decent enough job of making you understand what's happened up to this point to you get for you to get a feel for everything, but you're going to lose the impact for just about every major beat that there is. Yeah. <laughs> like outside, outside of like the general arcs that there are in that film, like stuff, you know, stuff like, um, um, like, a, uh, fat Elkin saying on your left, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, there's a plethora of other bits like that that just, would kind of they would fall pretty flat by comparison if you hadn't seen them, and even like, you know, like uh, Peter getting to hug Tony, so another nice little moment. But that's going to just kind of not really have an impact for you if you hadn't seen if you hadn't seen if you hadn't seen Homecoming, mm-hmm. you know. And like, 
um, I think it was like so many of those little touches that just really push it over the top if you've seen the 20 odd films because they all kind of got little bits here and there some more than others you know like they successfully made me want to watch one of the, one of the weakest films in the run in uh, Order Dark World again which mm. you know I think that's a testament to how well presented it is I, yeah. think the, I think the secret behind it was there was enough there for general audiences mm-hmm. w- without losing the core fans. Totally. So what I mean by that is like, it was a good movie in and of itself. But if you were a fan, there was enough there to award the payback. Yeah. yeah. The, the payoff, you know, it was like the complete opposite of Star Wars, you know, where like everything, <laughs> everything felt earned. Okay. <laughs> Who had about 20 minutes before Star Wars came up. <laughs> oh man, I, I I really thought that we were going to make it to thirty. <laughs> before we go down that sinkhole, uh, Venus, did you see Avengers Endgame? No, I won't lie. I have never seen anything from the MCU. That is imp- that is more impressive than having not seen Star Wars. I must say, I've Fair. seen a few bits and pieces, but um, my bro- my little brother's really getting into it. Um. But it's just one of those things where it's so... I'm not opposed to it. I'm interested in it. But it feels like because it has just ended, like, you know, that whole kind of thing has been tied up now at Endgame. Mm. And just there is 21 movies and then there's all the kind of spin-offs, and then the different things and they all link. It feels a bit like, where would I start? How would I start? You know, it's, it's like, you know, if someone's like, oh, you have to watch this anime, man. Like, and there's like 3,000 episodes and you're like, where do I even begin? Yeah. So it, it seems uh, uh, cool, uh, but I just wouldn't know where to start. Answer, <laughs> answer me this, though. Did you get into Mobile Gundam, the anime? No. Okay, you're fine. Because if you had said, yeah, I would have been like, oh, listen, you, <laughs> you, if you're able to get into that, like, and all this crazy series, you would have been fine. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, what, One Piece is like a thousand episodes at this point yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Mobile Suit Gundam, it's like, yeah, it's, there's way too many. Like, <laughs> it's a lot easier to like jump into the MCU because it has a beginning, middle, and end than mobile. Yeah. So like, it's also different and it's also good. So, mm. you know, but oh no, I, I can I can see not being uh, missing them. It's they have a different. short attention span, so anything that kind of doesn't have that kind of instant gratification of maybe at most being a trilogy, I'm kind of like, oh god, Jesus, twenty plus movies. That's uh. Well, see, what yeah. I would say is because myself and Bryn worked with somebody who was very similar to that. And we said start with Iron Man and work back. Yeah. Oh, that's what someone has said to me before, actually. Because like Iron Man is like Iron Man is like the heart of the series. And to be honest with you, I'm kind of done in a lot of sense because Iron Man's gone. Um, Right. So I would say the main thing to do. Oh yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Um. But yeah, like a lot, a lot of the main cast left. You know, from one way or another. But um. Yeah, I would say start with the Iron Man movies and work back because that's the heart and soul of the team. I, another way to do it is like kind of go through the release schedule of when the films came out because yeah. then like at least, at least then you're kind of watching them as they as they arrived out. So all the kind of like little nods and like uh, preempts for, for 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 future films at least you will be kind of like seeing them as they were unfolding rather than kind of going right. So I'm gonna watch Iron Man two and I'm gonna watch Iron Man one, hmm. Iron Man two, Iron Man three. 
and then you're going to say, right, so what the hell happened in between Iron Man 2 and 3 that Tony's so traumatized? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Having, having yeah. said that, though, I feel like you could just watch Guardians of the Galaxy or Doctor Strange and just get it. Be fine, yeah. And, like, it's, you wouldn't, oh, yeah. apart from one or two, you wouldn't, like, say, oh, I'm, I'm missing 16 movies worth of this. Like, they're pretty See, like, good for just having them be standalones. Like, yeah, like, I, I think the, the, the misconception is, oh, my God, there's mm. so many movies, right? Oh. And I would say, oh my god, there's so many movies for the weak ones, like your Black Panthers, your Captain Marvel, all that kind of stuff, right? Oh, we're going to have fighting words over Black Panther. I love that oh, one. D- oh, man, no. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Man, no. Excellent. <laughs> I'm going to agree on the bad one on that one, because I used to work Thank in Golden Discs, and whenever there was a new release, you'd have to play it for about a month. Oh, uh, yeah? To keep your voters happy, so I saw Black Panther about nine times every day. Yeah, <laughs> six feet on the telly behind the till. It was awful, and yeah. I, it, sometimes you know it's it's good. You know, we we had Star Wars up there for ages, and that actually wasn't. It didn't look awful. I had no idea what was going on, but had I did, it looked like it, I would have enjoyed it. But just the Black Panther one, I'm there like, oh wow, it's got Andy Serkis in it. You know, they're trying to make fetch happen, but it just never happens. And I'm like, this is just really bad. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's like it's it's everything that horror should have been and everything was promised as everything Thor 2 should have been but promised not to be you know yeah. and I was just sitting there going yeah man like it's okay but it's kind of lame I like Kill how Man. can you like Thor the Dark World and not like Black Panther I'm, I I remember you defending that in one of the other episodes let's put it this way and we won't get too much into it Thor the Dark World didn't offend me why like are we talking about something that didn't come out last year so just say no <laughs> Just getting into it. Just getting into it. By the way, this is in past shows. This is in past shows. So go back. This, don't get me trapped in a rabbit hole talking about Star Wars, Thor the Dark World, or Toyota. To listeners at home, you're going to have to go back and listen to the last 20 episodes to get the context for this. This is our end game. This is our end game. Exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> right. So moving on. Out of that. Thank you, Kane. Thank you, Britt. So, okay. Let's start with you, Kane. Uh, highlight of the year. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to top gen- Endgame, isn't it? It's snuck under the radar, but I think uh, uh, this is going to sound weird. The BBC has done a lot of really good stuff, like in the month of December. Like, they did a great War of the World, they did a great Golden Compass, they're doing a great Dracula, they did a great Christmas Carol. Like, there's been a lot of quality... I'd say TV in general, actually, because the, the Witcher and The Mandalorian were great, too. Like, there's been a lot of quality TV this year. Would you not agree? Oh yeah, I'd say so. Like every, I haven't got into The Witcher yet, but my parents love it, so I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, The Witchers. I haven't played the games, but I've watched the first two episodes of The Witcher, and it very much feels like a longer Mandalorian set in a fantasy settings. Every episode seems to be constructed around some sort of fetch quest. So, I mean, if you like The Mandalorian, it's more of the same, except with a grumpy Superman with a wig. <laughs> to be fair, I Superman. <laughs> to be fair, it's not a it's not a bad wig. Like when I the actual shots that I saw, the production shots made it look far worse than it actually was. No, I heard people complaining about the the eyes, but when I watched it, I thought it looked perfect. Like I I played the second game briefly for the Assassin's Creed uh, Easter egg, yeah, and then I never played any of the other ones. So I'm like, okay, it, look, <laughs> it looks fine. Um, but you know, I'd agree. The TV's been pretty good this year. Uh, the yeah. Mandalorian's been great. Uh, Star Trek Discovery as well. The season's very good this year. I know you don't watch Star Trek, but the Expanse is really good. The Boys. Yeah, the Boys is great. Good. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. What about what about you, Venus? You got any thoughts on TV this year? Um, I'm not really much of a TV person, but um, a film that really kind of stuck out for me this year, other than Detective Pikachu, which was yeah. just absolute gold, was actually Joker. Oh, you took my uh, one. Thanks. Uh, yeah. yeah, you took my one. That's a good call. Oh, sorry. No, you can have it back. I can talk about Detective Pikachu. That's fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go for it. Go for it. Both good choices. Uh, the Joker and Detective Pikachu for totally different reasons. Or the I was going to say, that's quite a crossover right there. It could be. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I, I would like, I'd love to see like a, a sequel to the Joker where it's just Pikachu shows up. He can, <laughs> he can solve the crime of like who, uh, who killed those guys on the subway. Imagine that. <laughs> I'd watch that. I'd watch that. <laughs> That's it there. <laughs> and maybe no. who killed the Waynes and all that kind of stuff. It's a Batman oh origin God. as well. <laughs> Batman origin story featuring Detective Wayne. Pikachu. <laughs> as long as Ryan Reynolds is still Detective Pikachu, um, no, that's that's that's. And that. it's like an alternate universe. So Batman, instead of being Batman, has these like yellow Pikachu ears. <sighs> That'd be awesome. That would be Except cool. instead of the Joker, it's just Jesse and James. <laughs> The Joker is still dancing, but he's got a Pikachu on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, on his shoulder. So strange. <laughs> yeah, no, I think Detective Pikachu. I think um, just from a Pokemon nerd point of view, is was was a particular highlight. I just think it surprised everybody, and I think the fact that they had Ryan Reynolds in it, like, was absolutely majestic. Because I actually saw Deadpool after mm-hmm. I saw uh, Detective Pikachu, and. It was amazing because it was like Ryan Reynolds is just being Ryan Reynolds. Like this is fantastic, and it's basically like peek a pool rather yeah, than <laughs> see, see that 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 that's like the glory of Ryan Reynolds as an actor. Like some say, oh, he plays the same part over and over again. It's like no, he doesn't play the same part over and over again. He plays himself over and over again, which is Van Wyler. He just he's Van Wyler all the time. So yeah, he like, was Van Wilder in Blade Trinity as well. Like and yeah, he saved but, that film. But like that's what everybody wants him to be. So I'm like, he's perfect Deadpool, perfect casting as Detective Pikachu. You know, it's there's nobody else. By the way, I was I just coming, I was just on YouTube trending there, looking, you know, for for clips during the stream, and uh, Jimmy Kimmel's mean tweets came up. I don't know if I ever mentioned this before, but you know, uh, if anyone watches Jimmy, I don't normally, but I was made aware a couple of years ago that one of my tweets was on mean tweets. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even notice until someone like messaged me and hey, you know you're on Jimmy Kimmel? I'm like, was I? And it's got to do with, with that uh, absolute doucher, John Green. Uh, it was one of the tweets to him. And I was just like, yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> I don't know. No offense to anyone likes John Green, but... I go met, on, go on. I met... Him. Can, we, can we hear the tweet? Is it is it safe for work, whatever the term is? Uh, I can't find it here, but I think I recall what it is. Um, so basically, me and uh, my girlfriend at the time, we went to go meet him when the... the what was the... Uh, by the way, are you guys fans of John Green? I feel like... I have I no idea that. who he is. Okay, good. I, I you feel work like in a bookshop. <laughs> <laughs> He's the, the looking for Alaska... Like, um, Oh, what's the big famous one he oh, did? Oh, uh, yes. Stars guy. Yes, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Girl at work really hates him. Oh yeah, good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I hate him too. Okay, I'm totally, totally up to speed. Right, go ahead. And the reason why, like, because his books are whatever, you know. And I'm like, okay, cool. But you know, people are having a good time, and you know, all kind of stuff. But then I met him. I was like, man, this guy is such a douche. And the worst thing about it was, like, he wouldn't, you know loads of people came over and he wouldn't shake anyone's hands and he wouldn't, you know, I was just like, man, you know, 
these people are the reason you're here. You're a millionaire because of these people. They're misguided, but still, you know, do something. And uh, no, he didn't. And then I was were like, you wearing corpse paint at the time? No, I was not. I was just, I was just like, yeah, man, whatever. I don't, I don't really care. <laughs> care. But my girlfriend at the time was like, oh, you know, this is so awesome. And then you, there was other people crying and stuff. And I'm like, you know, shake their hand, dude. You know, you're a millionaire because of these people. But anyway, so I was watching one of his. I was watching YouTube Safari. And his mm. brother popped up, and his brother does like mini docs on things. And I was like, wait, why am I suddenly very annoyed? And then I realized it was him. And I was just <laughs> instantly just upset. And I didn't even know why. And then once I found out it was him, I'm like, oh my God, Mr. Punchface is back. So I was just like, right. And then I popped out a tweet. I popped out a tweet and the tweet was something like, uh, John Green and his brother are the biggest douches I've ever met or something like that. So he just has such a punchable face or something. I don't know. I can't remember the actual one. But what I'll do is I'll go through it and I'll pop it up in the description of the of the show this week and I'll put on put on our Instagram. So uh, yeah. Hey I hate him so much. <laughs> but why? Just because he wouldn't shake your hand like Oh no I didn't care man. I was sitting there like on my phone. No, it's just that he is just a doucher. And he wouldn't even take the time to like make his fans feel special. Which for me is important because I'm like you're these are the only reason why you're here. If not you'd be you know probably wherever he's from i think he's from like some arsehole of america isn't he yeah. so that's where he'd stay and that's where he should have stayed because he's a douchebag sorry <laughs> <laughs> i i get i i get what you mean though in principle like is like uh i go in with the opposite attitude when meeting celebrities i am pleasantly surprised if they're nice i still think john delance the guy who plays q from star trek he was mm. doing a panel and in the break he came over and sat down next to us and chatted with us unprompted and asked oh, us no, about like, Ireland and all that kind of stuff. And oh, I was no, like, 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 like panels and stuff I get, you know, cause it's, it's the environment that mm. it is. Right. The difference with this was, yeah. this was something, it was a book launch for that movie or that what was it the one where the, the kids are dying or something and it's all sad or something. I don't know. That's the fault in our stars. Yeah. It was, it looked like the worst thing ever. Um, but um, yeah. And it was for that. And I was sitting here going, okay, but, these people were like, it was over 100 people, and it was very small. I'm like, you know, these seem really into it, so you could at least do some. You know, you know I just don't get that kind of mentality. Because they're famous, but they're not like super crazy famous. It's more like niche. It's like when you meet like metal musicians. Like I remember, you know, uh, you go to a gig, and you meet one of the lads in the jacks or whatever, and they'd be like, oh, hey. And you'd be like, oh, hey, you're in that band. And you'd be like, hold on, I need to go wash my hands. And they wash their hands, and they go sign something. like, you know, that's awesome. I with my friends who came back with an arm full of merch because he met the guitarist in the Jacks. And I was like, dude, did you wash hands? He goes, yeah, yeah, he just made sure he washed hands. Down and then, you know, I think that's the right way to do it because if you forget who that is, that's when he's trying to become an arsehole. And I just, it just read me the wrong way. And then when that video popped up, I was like, I need to tweet about this because I am upset. <laughs> and it ended up when <laughs> How would you feel if, uh, I don't know, John Green got to write a Star Wars book or something like that now? I'd burn it. <laughs> Publicly. <laughs> oh my god, that's so dark. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm just saying. You know, I I was I was in the shower yesterday. And I was thinking, I'm like, well, all the things that they did wrong with Star Wars, and I had I was in the shower for 20 minutes, and I was like, okay, we're done now. 
So yeah, you, you give up twenty minutes a day just to think about Star Wars. Like no, I was in the shower, and that was that was the problem. I don't to distract me, and then Star Wars came on. I'm like, oh, what did they do to you? You know. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that episode of South Park where, uh, where you know the one where they're taking the Mickey out of the Crystal Skull and how bad that is, and it's yeah, and it's and, and, uh, Lucas and uh, and uh, Spielberg raping, yeah, <laughs> Indiana Jones, Indiana yeah. Jones, and they're like, our friend got raped this summer, and it's just like, <laughs> it's just Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, which to be fair wasn't actually a bad movie. I it wasn't I classic indie, but it was fun. I yeah. see. Actually, not to go on a tangent about something that didn't come out this year, but I was rewatching all the Indiana Jones over Christmas, and I remember people complaining about the aliens, and I was like. Aliens were a thing in the fifties, just like True. the religiosity was a thing in the thirties and forties. Like I don't, I don't get why people are happy with a knight protecting the cup of elixir life, whatever is outlandish. But aliens are, yeah, exactly. That's it. And uh, <laughs> no, I, I think it's, I think it's the reason why they get upset is because they, they had, they had indie pegged in a specific time. Okay, you know. Punching Nazis or random Indians, yeah. uh, depending which. <laughs> he always seemed to miss that point. It's like he was fighting Indians in the second one. Did you not? Yeah, but that's that that's, that's 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 a good that's point the, in of itself. Yeah, there was the always the one. like. Yeah, it's like I think everybody missed that. It's like he, he what wasn't he didn't just do that. He did other things. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, it, before the Crystal Skull hit came out, people were like the Temple of Doom is the worst Indiana Jones film, <laughs> and it's because there was no Nazis in it. Exactly. I think and... it's the best one. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Kalima. Kalima. It's definitely my favorite climax out of the three. Out of the mm. films. Yeah, that's that, the I most, get, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, it is the most satisfying. The other ones seem to kind of just be very, very flat. You like, know, I like, laugh every time they cut to that footage of the crocodile eating like bits of paper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like, I mean, I think uh, I think that the the Last Crusade and the um. And Raiders of the Lost, Lost Ark are like better films overall, mm-hmm. but I, I think that in both of them they don't really end on a very satisfying on, on as satisfying a note as the uh, Temple of Doom does. Yeah, also, correct. Temple of Doom is just a better a better title. <laughs> like, yeah. um, like I, it's very I, kitschy. Yeah. Like I like I like the Last Crusade uh, emotionally. That's my favorite mm. one. Just I love that as a kid. Um, but yeah, when you're watching, you're like, "Oh, Temple of Doom was a better, a better flick," and Raiders is just technically the best one. But yeah. you know, it is a kind of thing. But I think everybody just kind of forgot that Indy mm-hmm. was an archaeologist of general things. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he was like, "Oh, he he only does these things." But I think everybody. No, he wasn't it. Captain America. Like. Yeah, exactly. If Captain America went off, start punching Indians, then it'd be kind of weird. Yeah. But you know, it's just like you know. I, I think as well, though, like it's. I mean, with, with a bit more time between when I first saw it and watching it like years later, um, the Crystal Skull is like clearly uh, has a very different idea of what they, like the people who made the film consider like this is what Indiana Jones is. Yeah, exactly. It's, what, it, yeah. See, it's 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 an author approach, yeah. right? It, it it's not like it wasn't made by committee, George. The Reddit or media guys did their review of it. Mr. Plinka kind of hit nail head. George had a mad idea. Yeah. Steve was like, hey, man, I'm going to make your movie, but I'm going to fix the madness. 
and we had a pretty good movie out of it, you know? George yeah. had his weird little ideas and we, we got a weird little movie. But I love it. I think it's great. So, you know, I, I will I will offend that um, to no end. But um, I don't know. Yeah, the only thing that loses me at the Crystal Skull is the kind of, there's a sudden oversurge of CGI in the big jungle fight. And I was like, ah, I'm yeah, getting okay. my prequel flashbacks now. Yeah, but okay, I, I've yeah, just George but, Lucas has reared his head, and I'm starting to lose it. Yeah, but again, that's what he had to do. He, he, mm. he wants to push the limits of storytelling. So that's no, yeah, okay. that's fair. Do you know um, Kathleen Kennedy was in the Temple of Doom? What? Why? Why are you doing this to me, Kane? <laughs> okay, I'm just egging you on. She's like <laughs> one the, she's one of the dancers in the start of Temple of Doom. They should have taken her heart though. I mean, <laughs> no, <laughs> I no, I'm just joking, just joking, not really though. Uh, <laughs> No, I actually have a pick that I want to go. I have two picks. This is a split one. The surprise of how good Shazam was. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Shazam. God. And, and Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I yes. haven't seen it yet. Is it good? Yes, it's very good. Uh, Venus, you can you can talk talk to that there. Was, what, what did you like about Godzilla? Um, I loved how... Uh, well, I think it was... It, in some ways, it was, it was very weak. In some ways, um, it just... I felt like the... They took like about, it was overlong. They basically took like, much like me here trying to get the sentence out. They literally took like about an hour or something of nothing. Just, just everybody kind of standing around talking about stuff. And then there was all the amazing monster action. But I love Charles Dance. I love Charles Dance and anything he's in. And he was absolutely brilliant. And there's like this ice cold villain in it. And I love how, like, there was this weird kind of, because um, with the last Godzilla, I'd been making a joke about a uh, Kemat-Nabe Godzilla fusion. And then, mm. spoiler alert, we actually got it in Godzilla King of the Monsters. And I'm like, this is amazing. It I love was. how it was like, <laughs> it's, it was. it's radioactive giant dinosaur, but Kemat-Nabe like, no, this is just a big doggo. Like, I'm just gonna. <laughs> it was, it was, in some ways, it was a truly appalling movie, but I thought it was absolutely glorious as a modern <laughs> B movie. I loved it. I brought my little brother. We, we had popcorn and we just laughed our heads off. It was fantastic. And the monster action, while it was kind of bizarre and kind of a bit, you know, plot wise, it's one of those movies where you're not gonna focus on the plot. You're just gonna watch the big monsters fighting. Cause it was brilliant. It, it it was really, really good, a really nice kind of hammy, kind of very expensive, big budget CGI B movie. Listen, it was just like the Japanese ones. Yeah. Okay. And what I mean is they are always really hammy and kind of dumb, but super fun at the same time. It's just instead mm-hmm. of instead of some lad in a suit. It was computers doing it. <laughs> and I thought it was great. It was everything I wanted. I sat there and I was like, this is the best thing I've seen all year. And it remained that up until I didn't realize it was going to be such a good year. But um, I had a great time. I thought it was fantastic. Now, Mothra you... as well was, was majestic. Oh, man. To Mothra. <laughs> Ma- the, I love Mothra. She's my fave. So yeah. the fact she was there, I was like, yay, this movie already is brilliant. Again, everything that okay, Star Wars, well, again, everything Star Wars should have been. They should have just put Godzilla <laughs> in it. Why not? Sorry. <laughs> they did in the Clone Wars. They did in the Clone Wars, but the Clone Wars is yeah. good because Dave Filoni directed <laughs> it, and we love Dave Filoni. So sorry. Okay, I'll, I'll go back. Right. Well, actually, no. Before we get off that, I to prepare to see the King of the Monsters. I've in the last two weeks, I saw the original Godzilla and I rewatched Kong Skull Island. Mm. Uh, would you consider the sequel to be superior to the original Godzilla? Yes. 
as yeah, in well, the 2013 yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I liked everything. You know, in the first Godzilla as a setup, but it was very, very slow. Yeah. Uh, like this was just a straight on monsters are fighting. This is cool. Mm. You know, it's it's very much yeah. just just you know you like mon- if you like Gaiju Gaijus, you're gonna love this, and that's what it was. <laughs> you know, it was just like watching. Like I, I love the Godzilla movies uh, uh, as a whole, um, but uh, my favorites were always like the silly, silly ones that would they fight. Mm-hmm. Like I love my personal favorite is Godzilla versus um, Shin Godzilla, which is the name <laughs> of Japan for yeah, the, 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 the bad one from the nineties. Yeah, 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 where he picks him up and throws him through the Sydney Opera House, and then hits him with his with his breath. It's fantastic. The um, Godzilla versus <laughs> King Kong one is actually coming out in March, and it has Charles Dance in it. Just to let you know. But it's, is that confirmed? Because I heard it was pushed back. Oh, no, don't say that. Yeah. My information is really old, though. So, okay, uh, don't put push- me on it. It has been pushed back. Oh, uh, uh, no. It, it I was looking forward out. to that. Why? Yeah. Why is it not now for 2020? Um, it's got to do with poor performance, apparently, of the movie. So they're <laughs> I'm not surprised. It. God love it. Yeah, nobody saw <laughs> it, but everybody should have. So be disappointed if you didn't. Oh. Um. Shazam as well was one of those flicks that was fantastic, yeah, super fun, super fun movie. Yeah. Um, the savior of the oh, I got a big Sam Raimi vibe off that one in the best way possible. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It was it was it was a Sam Raimi light movie. Uh, yeah, so they're my two picks. Bring back to you. Right, so we're going for um, this one's technically a low light, but I'm I haven't technically I haven't seen it yet but i am so it's definitely going to be a low light for 2019 but i am so excited to see it cats oh my god no my my, my my favorite thing about cats is the fact that they released it and then had to release dlc to fix it (laughs) (laughs) they had to upgrade the movie as it was running like it's just so great like it like these kind of high bu- bu- budget follies don't come around that often. Mm. And was uh, that a deliberate pun? Because follies is another musical from that time. <laughs> it was. It's unintentional. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know those musical called follies. So. Oh yeah, it's great. These, um, <laughs> like, I mean, these kind of um, overblown big budget films don't come around all that often. You know, I mean, in the early two thousands. We had Food Fight, which took 12 years to come out. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it's awful. And in the 90s, we had Waterworld. And now we have Cats. And I cannot wait to see it. It looked so terrible. I, I should warn you, my sister went to see it, like, having read the book. And she walked out, like, 20 minutes into it. And she managed to get her money back because she managed to see the unfinished version where you can still see Judy Dench's hands. Oh, my God. But my question, my question on this is why, why do cats? Like, who wanted it? Who was like, you know what, guys, we need this. And who sat around and said, they've been yeah, trying to make it since the eighties. But why? It's not good. It makes money. It's thing. It's, you know this. It's from Star Wars. It's thing you know. People go see thing you know it's with people you know. You know. That's movies now. Consume product. Be excited <laughs> for new product. Taylor Swift, person you know. Hold on. Leave Taylor alone. Wasn't her fault. I'm, I didn't say anything up there. I'm saying she's in this, which is true. I know, but let's not sully her name now. You know, that's not fair. Yeah, let's let I think she home. sullied her own name by being in cats. <laughs> look, everybody needs money, right? It's just the way it is. <laughs> look, I, look, I started getting worried when I heard that the highlight of the film was Jason Derulo. <gasps> He's in that! 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the oh, one in the trailer that goes, yeah. Oh, my God. I hope he's a cat that goes, Jason Derulo. Meow. <laughs> you think this is like a... Oh, and I'll boo if he, if, he, if he doesn't say that. You think this is a movie 42 situation where the director like had like a lot of promises from people for a specific project and he just cashed it in for this specific thing? The director is Tom Hooper. I love the King's Speech and loads of the other things he did. Like his Les Mis was decent. I don't know what happened on this one. Cocaine. Like possibly. <laughs> but actually from uh, having... But actually loads of cocaine. <laughs> Loads of cocaine and cats, but and it's cats. um, it's no, it's from knowing the musical somewhat. I get it as a vehicle for a film because the musical is just one person sings a song, then goes away, and they repeat that twenty times, and they're good songs. Mm. So I get you could get like I don't know Daniel Craig or whoever in for a day to sing a song, and then they get to be a headliner. You make it in two weeks in city style. I get that, but still, it's it's it doesn't have a story which films tend to need. So that's an obstacle before all the dodgy CG comes in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, for me, it just, it didn't look like it was something I'd want to see. It didn't look like it'd be good. It didn't but... look like I wanted to see either. And then like the more information that came out about it, the more I went, oh man, I can't wait to see but, it. But see, I'm excited to see it now. I'm not going to pay money for it. No, um, oh, no be- God, no. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. But um, what I will do is uh, when it comes out on Netflix or something or it's thrown onto VD, uh, VOD, uh, I will watch because apparently it's a cosmic horror nightmare. So, yeah. Oh, it's going to be great. Like, yeah. um, the, I remember seeing a review where it said like, the, the worst thing about the, the, be- the best thing about this film is also the worst thing. And that's that Jason Derulo was the highlight. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I'm being ripped off already. This is great. It just like, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. Uh, I, uh, well, I, I want to just jump in there on the lowlights because another movie that I really enjoyed that wasn't bad, that that was bad but also wasn't, uh, okay. is Countdown. Have you guys seen Countdown? No, what is it? Countdown is a Final Destination sequel that's not called a Final Destination sequel. Basically, okay. it's an app that kills you. So if you download an app and it's like, hey, you have... You could have like 20 hours to live or you could have like 90 years to live, right? <laughs> and that's basically it. And then, you know, when your time runs out, you die. But it's lame, but I really enjoy it. And there's this really funny hacker guy in it and he works in like a phone shop. And this is, you know, I'm a very simple person to please in some ways. But this character <laughs> was just the best thing ever. He's just like, you know, an absolute, you know, a-hole kind of guy. He's like, yeah, whatever, whatever. And then they pay him to like hack the code of the app. And it's in it's in like Latin, and then he starts reading it, and I'm just sitting there going, "This is the best thing ever." And then he like <laughs> he changes it over, and he like defeats the evil evil app. But then the post scene, everything resets, and he dies, and it's great. And I'm like, "This movie, man, you know, you knew you had a terrible flick, but you went that extra mile, and just love it. It's great. I love um, a bad film that commits." Oh, this movie knew it was bad, but it went for it and actually kind of added in a few bits and pieces. A movie that didn't do that was uh, James Holland Bob the Reboot. Very disappointed. A movie I didn't get to talk about, actually, on the show, um, because we uh, we took our break and stuff. I went to go see it on one of the one of the screenings after watching Knives Out, which is fantastic. Um, I went to go see it in the lighthouse at like 11 at night, and um, it's pretty bad. 
it's really what's bad. wrong with it everything <laughs> everything <laughs> like it's like they took all the good Kevin Smith shook it all up and then opened it for a while and left it just hanging and then came back to it four days later and it's like oh okay this is good to drink now um, it's just not good man it's just not like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine and it's, some bits are funny but you're just like maybe you should like not do this anymore Kev maybe just do your podcast His daughter's hot, though. That's a shame. So, yeah, that, that's, that's, what a review. <laughs> that's a plus. He, he, Is she he, even in the movie? She's like the main character, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It, it's basically the premise is it's a reboot, but they're doing a reboot of the first movie, but with a younger, their words, a younger, more diverse cast. So okay. you, have like, you have like the token black girl, the token Muslim girl, the it's female-led. And this is all their words, by the way, not mine. This is how they spin it. Jay actually goes in and talks about it and explains how reboots work. Uh, it has some cool little funny moments in it. I like seeing Brody back. Uh, cool Ben Affleck cameo. They do a whole play on uh, Comic-Con. But it's just... It's just kind of lame. Oh, You know? It's just like... It's like this is very lame, you know? And I just kind of felt like, you know, Kev's a bit past it. And then I watched a Star Wars review and I was like, why are you crying? Are you crying because it's bad? Because you should be. That's why I'm crying. I'm even past crying. I'm just angry. And then I got past angry and got went to hungry. And then I got past hungry and I was just sat there being upset and then I couldn't sleep. And, and then you I went and sat in the shower for 20 minutes. And now I have 20-minute showers. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so there we go. Okay. Do you want to like sit in on our Star Wars panel and either ask very valid questions or pretend to know what's going on? <laughs> Are you talking to me? Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted by a hamster. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> As you do. He's licking his balls. What am I meant to do? It's funny. Fair, fair, very fair. Um, okay. Who, who, who's got something good but bad from the year? Keen. Uh, well, I suppose it's not very nerdy, but I've literally just an hour ago come back from seeing Little Women, and it's fantastic. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. I know it's not kind of high science fiction, but uh, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. It was directed by Greta... Uh, oh my God, her name escapes me, but she directed uh, Lady Bird. Not Greta Thunberg, <laughs> uh, but the director of Lady Bird. And uh, as someone who didn't grow Little Women, I thought it was amazing. Like, it was a cinema with a load of little kids who also got it, and Emma Watson. Like, when he doesn't go for this kind of film, I thought it was fantastic. And it definitely cured the bad mojo I was still having from The Rise of Skywalker. So I loved it to bits. Wow. So 12 points to Gryffindor then, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, funnily enough, the of the, of the four, maybe you'll kind of know... I'm coming from here, uh, Venus. But of the four characters that they are in the story, it's Emma Watson's family against the wish of the radical. And I was kind of going, wow, I didn't expect Emma Watson to take that run of in public persona. Oh, okay. Hmm. 
Like it's different. You know what I mean? Like like when she played Belle, she was sort of like the uber feminist inventor Belle. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-mm. Yeah. I haven't seen Little Women and I I don't I don't intend to, but it's great that you have these thoughts. <laughs> uber feminist Belle. What a sentence that shouldn't be said. Oh. Poor Emma Watson. You know, there's another one who should have just taken her money <laughs> and went away. <laughs> I'll say one more thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, like I, I, because uh, my Evie hasn't read the Harry Potter books, and I was trying to explain Hermione as a character no, yeah. and like what she means to people. And I don't know if people have this with Daniel Radcliffe as well, but there's this slight dissonance when you see them looking the same in other films, doing different things. Yeah, and it's maybe it's the same with like Doctor Who actors and that kind of stuff. But it's kind of like immediately you've got that whoa. No, because David, no, David Tennant's a good actor. No, no, it's not even to do with whether they're a good actor or not. It's just your relationship with them is an obstacle that you have to overcome. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah. But like, I, I think that's a kind of testament to, to acting as such. Like with David Tennant, you see him in Jessica Jones, and he is a monster. Oh, he uses the same voice as the doctor. That makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah, he does, but he's a monster, and you're like, oh, this is kind of really disturbing. The kind of you know? ring mockney voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Bryn? Yeah, like... Uh, I I remember like people having the same kind of problem with uh, Mark Hamill and mm. other things when I remember like uh I remember like uh, my aunts and uncles who grew up with the Star Wars films when they came out going like oh Mark Hamill and something else that's just gross like <laughs> that's just gross like <laughs> same kind of thing here I mean I think I think when you get so used to seeing certain actors doing certain things it's like it's like watching the the actors from Friends when you see mm. them in any other film you're like Where's the rest of you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, with, 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 a lot, with, with a lot of Friends cast, I can let that go, right? Mm. But when I'm when I was watching Bands of Brothers, I'm like, why is Ross in World War Two? <laughs> you know, like, this, you know, this doesn't make sense. It's yeah. like, go back to the coffee shop, Ross. Bring uh, Chandler the dropper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think so. But it's it's the whole thing about typecasting, you know, like it's. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark Hamill got around it by being probably one of the voice actors of his generation. Mm. Um, but Emma Watson got around it by being annoying. So yeah. it's like, okay. <laughs> Can't argue there. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah. have you ever seen the film Imperium? Yes. No? I have. Yeah, I it's, so yeah. basically, um, it's, 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 I've seen a fantastic meme. It's basically Harry Potter and the Final Solution. <laughs> it's basically... literally literally yeah yeah, yeah. you're gonna have to give me a tiny bit more context here <laughs> that's the context basically, daniel it was it was a film made within the first five years of daniel radcliffe um finishing off the right. Harry series and it's mm. basically where he is a very unbelievable undercover cop who becomes undercover as a white right right wing white supremacist Nazi with a shaved head and he joins all these hardcore Nazi rallies and shaking his fist and throwing vodka bottles at African Americans and also just really it's just like go back to Hogwarts okay finish that final year okay don't just leave after you defeat Voldemort okay you strayed did he ever shout mudblood he kind of did because he was there like in this hate rally chanting and I'm just there like this is literally what you were fighting against yeah 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 it was weird at that rally when that big skull appeared in the air with the snake for a tongue 
that's that's basically Imperium. That's what they did with Imperium, except it was Nazis, not not Death Eaters, which I always found weird because Death Eaters are just Nazis, so it literally just felt like this really bad Harry Potter spin-off, which it wasn't, but it was. We have to reach out to J.K. Rowling now and be like, hey, was Harry a Nazi all along? If J.K. Rowling heard the last episode we did, she won't respond. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that reminds me of another low life, low light uh, for the for last year. Uh, Crimes of Grindelwald. Oh, oh, yikes! Uh, What a movie! What a movie! By the way, I did. I didn't know Foo Fighters was a thing. I'm gonna watch that later. Oh, the feelings. Oh, you're in for such a treat. Uh, I, I just looked it up. I think I really am, yeah. It's, yeah, it's... it's, it's <laughs> um, but, like, the... Yeah, the... Um, Crimes of Grindelwald was... Like, I don't have... I, like, I, I grew up not really liking Harry Potter. Like, I, I read a couple mm-hmm. of books and I got to a point where it was just, like, there's just no... I just, I just got, like, whatever way I read it, I just went, like, there's just no point to reading these. Right? Right, that happened to me after the second one when I threw up behind the radiator. But anyway, so (laughs) (laughs) thank you, Bryn. See, I've been justified for everyone who was sending the hate mail. Touch (laughs) four people who did who were all exactly, Um, exactly, exactly. (laughs) The but the like, um, so I don't really have the affinity for it, but then, uh, like my uh, my girlfriend loves Harry Potter, so I've seen the I've seen the films a good bit. I probably will eventually listen to the audiobooks for them. But um we watched uh, Crimes of Grindelwald and like I like I really enjoyed Fantastic Beasts. I thought that was a yeah, Oh that was great crack. Yeah. Movies, yeah. And then That's the movie sounds uh, this one just uh like once it got to the point where it's like oh they're it's like going like look we've we've got to protect ourselves because there's Nazis and it's like <laughs> I'm just gonna hang on. <laughs> hang on a second here. <laughs> you could fight them. You're yeah. wizards. <laughs> but it's like it's like one, you're wizards. Two, like you're a bunch of people talking about how you have to protect yourself from impure from an impure race, while also saying that impure race is going to destroy the world because of other impure races. What the hell? <laughs> It's yeah. It's a film where I took Stevie to see it, and the only film she's had for the Potter thing, she saw Fantastic Beasts one, and she did not know what was going on because the film, a bit like Rise of Skywalker, was going into a lot of deep minutia mm. that was supposed to please fans. And it's been a decade since I've read them. I was lost. I mean, it it kind of ties back into our Marvel discussion. I genuinely believe with most of the Marvel movies, you could pick them up and just get it. I did like I felt like watching that one that I had to study for a test or something like that because I had no idea what was going on with yeah. quite a lot of the plot and like mm-hmm. there was a ten minute sequence where the evil brother lays out the exposition on why one family hates the other and then the sister lays out contradictory exposition yeah. to, about a boat sinking and then the door behind them just opens when yep. they're finished doing their exposition and they head on so yep oh it's just like, and then he got to the bit at the end, which like uh, my girlfriend really didn't like, yeah. uh, where um, it it implies that like um, spoiler for people who haven't seen it, the um the guy one of the characters they've been trying to like the the protagonist have been trying to reach, um it turns out that he's uh, Dumbledore's brother, yes, and 
apparently that's a massive law break because in nothing that's ever been written before with relation to Dumbledore, does it ever mention this? Well, re- see, I, I want to bring this up then because I was confused in the same way that the actor who plays him was confused because when they said you're Dumbledore's brother, I was like, oh, you're that brother from the end of Harry Potter 7. Mm. So that's why you're able to tell the kids about all that stuff with Grindelwald because you lived through it. That's a really cool twist. And then on someone told me, oh no, he's a third brother. Yeah. What's the point of that then? You feel you missed an open goal for yourself as far as the twists go. I mean, did you see a penis? You see, it's like poetry. <sighs> Everything rhymes. <laughs> Yeah, you see, I won't touch the whole um, Fantastic Beasts series. I saw Fantastic Beasts. See, I'm an absolutely, like, terrifyingly hardcore, diehard Harry Potter fan. Like, woo, terrifyingly obsessed. Mm. If y'all ever need to do a Harry Potter pub quiz, uh, you want me on your team, because I will single-handedly carry anyone to okay. the championship, which I have done on many occasions. You but... and Dara are going to get on fine. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, I saw Fantastic Beasts and I didn't like it at all. Um, I just thought it deviated away. Like, I know they're trying to do something different. I thought it, it wasn't Harry Potter. I'm not mm. saying they all have to sit around in England having tea and scones, but there was just something very cold and off about it. It felt too distant from the actual Harry Potter lore and then when they started um bringing in all this these extra characters and breaking the kind of tried and trusted trusted tradition and mm. lore and kind of timelines that we we had accepted and had been taught for years from the readings and then just they deviated away too much from it and i will not touch anything after fantastic beasts i didn't even like it it's like but that's not harry potter that's not what you've been saying for the last 20 years now i know there's a lot of um I don't know how to feel about J.K. Rowling because I know she's all like, oh yeah, Hermione was always meant to be black. And it's like, no, she wasn't. If you want to cast a, a black female actress in the role of Hermione in your play because she's a good actress and embodies Hermione, that's great. Just say it. Don't say yeah, she's Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she wants the kind of virtue points as well. Like, Yeah. No, so it's, it's just like, you're ch- I just feel like they've, they've changed too much just to be mm-hmm. controversial and shocking. And J.K. Rowling says a lot of things that are like, what? Yeah. <laughs> why, why are you saying that? Yeah. So I just I think Harry Potter ended with the um of a lot of problems with the movies. I can give you many many uh points and PowerPoint presentations on what's wrong with the movies versus the books and even what's wrong with the books. But um I just think the whole crime. I'm I'm seeing a joint even... panel coming up at some point. Then yeah. <laughs> it's not even um no it's not Harry Potter. I, I think you hit the nail on the head there as well with that. We kind of touched on that last week with the whole the whole virtue singling thing. You know, it's like one thing about having a character X, Y, and Z who just so happens to be whatever it is, but just having them to win points, it just comes off as really cheap and hammy. And nothing sums that up more than the the lesbian kiss in Star Wars that they removed, so you yeah. could play in uh, in the part in like the Middle East and stuff. It's like in it's, China, yeah, yeah. Well, not only in China, also in the Middle East as well, um, and around the world. Uh, even where is it? Singapore as well. Singapore See, as well. I, I, I blame the 2017 Mummy for that because that was a movie that was tailor made with. Oh, you should. It's it's awful, but it's a right. great kind of awful. That was a movie where all the exposition was done in like narration and flashback and oh, all that God. kind of stuff. And the oh, Mummy no. wasn't an Egyptian mummy. She was like. 
from a different part of the world and she had like British Knights Templar raised from the dead and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't right. get it when I saw it. And I think it might've been the Red Letter Media guys explained it, which is where it's the perfect movie to sell abroad because you could potentially change where the mummy came from yeah. just by changing the dub yeah. and the movie would still be the same. So it'd be an awful movie, but it would still be a movie. Like, mm. But what, what I mean to say is like, if you're going to, it's, a, it's, it's exactly what happened with J.K. Rowling. It's like, if you're going to have something like that, cool, mm. right? Wouldn't make a part of your movie, though. Like, have a character that just so happens to be a lesbian. Yeah. Another character that just so happens to be a lesbian. Mm. And have them part of your Don't just go, we have lesbians, look how great. You know, Solo did that as well. They had that story where yeah, I don't know Lando Calrissian was going to be pansexual. Sex, well, Never had, came up in the movie. Well, he had sex with his robot, right, or whatever. Uh, even that was just yeah. a throwaway line, though. What, like you what, know, they weren't I, wearing engagement rings or anything. No, what I mean is what they could have done, and this is something that they probably should have done. Um, Finn and Poe being gay. Yeah, but set like that, that's set that up. That's what yeah. bothered me because like you you try to have the points of like having the kiss in the background yeah, and you introduce two female characters for 10 minutes to be their potential love interests to split up that gay couple. Like yeah, it's so it, it, insincere, you know, it's, it's have the not gays. Yeah. Know? It's like, <laughs> it's like, Oh no, no, they're not. But Hey, look at this. It's just, it, it's so, as you said, insincere and ridiculous. You know? It's my least favorite movie trope. I was actually pleasantly getting back to Marvel. I was pleasantly surprised with Spider-Man homecoming because there's a bit where Aunt May catches spider-man and his best friend and spider-man's like undressed because he's just taken off spider-man suit but it looks a certain way and you wait for that gay panic moment and yeah. she just doesn't care and goes uh put a top on or something like yeah, i was like see, that's Mar nice because it doesn't happen often but marvel are going to do are, are looking like they're going to fall into that trap now very soon do you think yeah, well they've already kind of made a big deal of casting specific types of characters rather than just characters and you're like okay just just do moon knight He's gay, isn't they he? are. Yeah, Moon Knight's whatever you want them to. Be. Yeah, like Moon Knight's yeah. gay. Just, just make a Moon Knight movie. There you go. You is know, he? Just... Because in the in the in the comics I have with him, he lives with like a mostly naked woman a lot of the time. Moon Knight can be anything, like Moon... or even Deadpool. Just no. go crazy with Deadpool, like you know. Oh, now have... Deadpool's whatever you want him to be. Yeah, um, <laughs> but anyway, that's as uh, omnisexual. Like he literally. Can be sexually attracted to anything. Exactly. Like, exactly. Moon Knight has like infinite storyline potential. So he's mm -hmm. literally like he's only he's only limited by what you consider his psychosis to be. Yeah, like, but like you could easily say that one of his personalities is gay or something like oh, that. Totally. You know? That's what yeah. I mean. He can be anything. Like right. absolutely. Right. So we, we've got we've gone over our uh, our show on Phoenix FM, guys. Thank mm. you for joining us. But um, do you guys want to keep going for another until eleven, or do you want us going to want to end? Uh, I I'll get one more thing in and then I'll sign off if that's okay. You guys okay. are free to keep going if you like. All right, we'll we'll do one more big thing and then we're good to go. Okay. Go uh, good thing and bad thing. Uh, good thing is Marriage Story. Just finished it. Oh on yes, Netflix. absolutely amazing. Super good. Super good. It's wonderful watching uh, Kylo Ren and Black Widow getting divorced. Mm. Uh, with uh, Laura Dern from Jurassic Park, Rise of Skywalker. Not Rise of Skywalker, what was it? Uh, Last, Last Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. Uh, God, the names of those movies are so interchangeable. But anyway, uh, love that. On the bad things, I want to give a quick shout out to three Disney remakes in one year with a bracket for Rise of Skywalker, which was also kind of a remake of Return of the Jedi. Did you catch any of them? 
Um, so hang on, remind me again. There was the Lion King. Yeah. Um, there was Dumbo and Aladdin. Yeah. And there's also a Maleficent movie as well, wasn't there? Yeah, but there was. The was yes, I, I forgot about that. I saw that, and it's a very enjoyable movie. That's completely pointless, and nothing happens. But I had a great time watching it. <laughs> to be yeah. fair, I couldn't tell you what's it about. Yeah. I couldn't name any of the characters. I just know I had a good awesome. time. So it's an ultraviolet quality film, then. It's right? a what? <laughs> Violet. It was this uh, Mila Jovovich film that came out in the. Like, oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't tell you a thing about that film except for how exceptionally hot Mila Jovovich was doing it. Like, fair. <laughs> you fair. could say that about most Mila Jovovich films, though. It's very fair. Every Mila Jovovich film. There you go. Because <laughs> that film's great. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I didn't catch the other remakes. Did uh, Did you, Venus? Uh, no, I'm not a Disney person, so I didn't, um, catch any of them. <laughs> See, I am, I am a hardcore Disney person, and the very concept of remaking Disney cartoons is blasphemous. Yeah. And pointless. Well, I mean, it kind of taps into the Indiana Jones thing we were talking about earlier, because they're live-action remakes. Fair. But they're not. But, but there's so much, you hit, like, there's so much CG that yeah, it basically a, is. Is, yeah, it's like, okay, so let's do a live action remake where all the characters are made of computers. It's like, wh- why? <laughs> it's, so, it's ridiculous. It's like, like, just, let's, let's remake these films with a technology that's proven to age poorly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, listen, you can watch Sleeping Beauty from the 30s. Yeah. And it's, um, no, it's not from, from the 50s, or sorry, yeah. Snow White from the 30s. And it looks amazing. Yeah. Because it, it's animation that doesn't age, right? Mm. But you stick on, same with anime, right? But you stick on um, even the Star Wars prequels, and yeah. the animation is uh, not great, right? But at least the Star Wars prequels are original. I was watching yeah, Beauty sure. and the Beast on Christmas Day, and like, obviously, you're watching the stuff you've seen before. And I only actually saw all the Disney classics this year for the first time. I hadn't seen Beauty and the Beast, hadn't seen Aladdin, hadn't seen all of them. Mm. So. Like, watching the remake, like, all I could see was the stuff I'd seen before and, like, the meta stuff they added. Like, um, I don't know, Belle being an inventor and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know. I I mean, I know remakes are cynical in nature, but it feels so much so pandering-y, if that makes sense. It just feels like it's not trying to tell the story. It's trying to make people who already know the story happy. But it's like it's trying to be woke because it's like yes, that's the word woke. Because like, it's like oh, you know, like that, like the whole town thinks Belle is crazy because she wants to read. And yeah. Like <laughs> teaching a girl to read isn't yeah. one enough. Yeah, it's just so so lame and hammy. It's you know, just, no one talks like that. You know, yeah. no one's ever talked like that in you know in the. 400 years or something like that yeah, so it's, yeah it's it's like because at least when there's like little bits of unrealistic things in disney cartoons they are fairy tale cartoons right. when you see live people doing it you either go the lame is route and make it super dirty and grungy or you play it up and they kind of do neither you yeah, know it's like you know you kind of have to go camp or you have to go grungy yeah there's no in between you know if you go in between it just kind of falls flat and that's one thing that I find a lot. What that happens with a lot of remakes to go way too safe, and that's you know at least with Melissa and I must say, it didn't. It mm. did its own thing. As I said, nothing happened. <laughs> like nothing, and it didn't have any impact because the status quo turned. But it didn't offend anybody. It was just a fun little movie. Yeah. You know, but that was it. Actually, before I get to anything, before I have to go, I have to say, 
Game of Thrones as a low light in the air. Oh dear. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. I'm amazed we made oh, it this God, far yeah. without it coming up. I nearly talked about it, but then I was just like, no, I'll only go jump on it. So hold on, who wants to start? Who wants to start? Um, oh, God. Okay. Well, maybe Venus, you can back me up on this. The Game of Thrones merch has just stopped selling in my shop since then. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Do you know what? I was walking through Penny's today and I saw a whole wall of uh, Game of Thrones pajamas. And I'm going to tell you, this time last year, I would have been like, shut up and take my money. I actually yeah. just kind of like, kind of looked away, embarrassedly, like, oh my God, don't you look at me, Jon Snow. I can't see you. <laughs> walking past it. Like, How dare you look at me from your oversized dressing gown. <laughs> yeah, oh God, it's that's, just... See, that sounds like dialogue from Series 8. Yeah. <laughs> How bad. dare you look at me from your oversized <laughs> dressing gown. Bend the knee. <laughs> Hold on, but she's my queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's one of those things where it's like, if so, if if in black and white, if someone had told you this, 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 and this is going to happen, that, 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 and that are going to happen to this character, and you know, if someone had told you in paper, here's what happens to this character, here's what happens to that mm. character, I think you would have gone, oh. Okay, that's actually because when you think about the actual physical endings of the of, of the characters, you're like, oh, so and so ends up as this, or that happens to so and so. It's actually in paper, okay, and mm. and you'd be like, oh, okay, let's see how they go about it. But they just went, I don't know what happened to them. It's like they went about it in such a bad way, they ruined what could have been, you know, because it's one of those series where you're not going to satisfy anyone, and mm. um, it's more like finding a happy compromise so everybody as a whole can be kind of comfortably disappointed together rather than. Uh, <laughs> Because <laughs> no one, you know, I was like, as long as Bren or Bron gets his castle and, you know, Jamie and Brienne finally shift, I'm fine, you know, everything else will be happy. But it was more like they felt like, let, oh, they're like, okay, so we've got like the, the budget and the time constraints for 90 minute episodes for every episode. Mm. You know, that's exciting. It felt more like they were like, okay, we've got to fill 90 minutes with but how do we do that? And I'm like, but you've got one of the biggest kind of series, franchises. Yes, you've run out of books to film, but you have, you know, George Martin there to, to tell you what could happen and how yeah, to do it. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. he's got substantial notes. To oh, no, he, he said they could go to 10 or 12 series, but the two yeah. writers wanted to, like, wrap it up. Why didn't they? Because they wanted to wrap it up to do a Star Wars film, which isn't happening because yeah. Series 8 yeah, was back. I heard about yeah. that. That's really sad. That's why like, didn't they just give it to someone else? Like, why didn't they just pass it on to some intern at HBO or something like that to do with in their own time? Because even Series 7 was fairly slow-paced. It felt like one long episode rather than an actual series. Yeah, 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 yeah. But one at least really it was its own thing. Episode. The, the one thing I keep coming back to when it comes to season eight is I kind of compare it to um, the Star Wars prequels, mm. where if you say everything that happens it, from episode one all the way to episode three, and you say every, go through every single beat of what happens, you go like, oh, these don't sound like bad ideas at all. Yeah. And then you, watch you it. see how it's executed and how poorly, how poor the dialogue is at certain points. I don't like and, sound. Yeah. Course. I'm haunted Shocking. by the kiss you shouldn't have given me. Yeah. Oh. For every day that you haven't been. I wish I could just wish away my feelings, Are but you I can't. Yeah, like, <laughs> when you, when, like the way all those kind of things just kind of like diminish the quality of what could have been. Mm. The ideas are okay. It's just that the execution's like 
I mean, to even say that it was executed is very general. Oh, it wasn't. No, it's like, ooh, what have you done? It's like the first, like, there's, like, episode two, I remember distinctly, is literally just everybody sitting around the fire, like, characters who wouldn't normally be together, all just suddenly walking into a room together and sitting around a fire and having, like, the most awkward conversation. I'm like, you're literally in, in the middle of the war, like... Why is everybody who shouldn't be together suddenly sitting in a room? It's almost as if like there was no script and they, or something happened and the actors were just told to wing it. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I mean, the whole series felt like um, we were doing like prediction bingo cards for the Star Wars <laughs> thing a week or two ago. It felt, it felt like they focus test everything that needed to happen before. It's like, all right, we want the hound to fight his brother tick yeah we want oh, that is uh, the only good thing about that series yeah. that's the only thing i'm actually happy with the two of them going over the edge like moriarty yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry for the spoilers there for anybody who still hasn't seen it, it for christmas but that was actually the one redeeming factor of the series well i mean you've kind of illustrated my point then it's like they they got they put they plugged in all the things fans wanted but they didn't do it in like an exciting way it was just like a list of things yeah. that had to happen. Night King has to die. Arya has to go here. Sansa has to be a badass. Oh. Dragon Lady has to, you know, whatever. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, Arya in particular getting back and forth. Like like in, in season one, um, not to be a purist, but like the trip from Winterfell to uh, King's Landing or vice versa is like, it takes nearly like the entire series for um, mm. Ned and... Uh, Robert Baratheon to get back from Winterfell to King's Landing. Like, it takes nearly the entire series. Arya's literally there on Shadowfax going, like, back and forth. Like, <laughs> and I'm just there, like, I'm so triggered right now. I don't even know where to begin. Paris had a very similar thing, though, in season six, where, like, he he traveled from... Pretty, I can't remember exactly where... But he, like, he basically went from, like... Um, went from King's Landing all the way to, like, to meet Tyrion when Tyrion was escaping. And then had managed to get over to Daenerys when she was still, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the kingdom that she was in. But like basically flitting everywhere. And it's just like, mm. I get, you know, suspension of disbelief in regards to the time constraints of a popular TV show that has to come out every week. I, 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 there's, I think everybody who was watching it was allowing for certain leeways and kind of timeline kind of mess ups but then just that scene where she's just going back and forth and I'm just there like you shouldn't be here go home <laughs> oh it just oh sorry it just really drove me mad like didn't very spent like seven seasons setting up Daenerys to take the throne and then just change his mind or something like yeah. that yeah yeah literally his death was so wasted <laughs> he should have had such a coo- oh god again spoiler alert sorry mm. he, he, the, the finale of Varys' plotline should have been a lot more fitting yeah. of as a character because he he could have been like he could have just been like so badass but i just feel like he was wasted well the worst thing about the as a whole is that i don't think anyone wants to go back and watch series one again knowing where it's heading yeah see, like, do you know do you know what i mean like see, i'm actually about to do that like really no <laughs> next no week way. yeah i'm gonna watch everything again yeah oh, and dear. i want to kind of oh I, yeah i'm going there Oh dear. Like, I'd watch it again to see me in it. But that's about it. I'm like, oh, there I am. Look at me. Oh, there I am again. You know? 
But other than that, I'm like, uh, you know, it's what I think is going to happen is in about ten years they'll remake the whole thing. Ew, no, don't say that. No, it's going to be a thing. That's what they'll do. They'll remake it ten, twenty years, maximum twenty years. It'll be a cinematic universe. No, it won't be. It won't be. It won't be a TV show. I'd say they probably do a series of movies, or else it'll be like whatever. It'll be on like Amazon Prime or something. That won't be. It'll be an infinite loop because they're now making the Lord of the Rings TV show because of the success of Game of Thrones. Yeah. And they're going to oh, make another no. Game of Thrones, and because of that, they'll make another Lord of the Rings. It'll go in, oh, forever it's and ever. It's an infinite loop of yeah, shame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Amazon Prime has two fantasy epic shows in pre-production. One of them is the Second Age Lord of the Rings series. Mm-hmm. And the other one is the Wheel of Time. Oh God! <laughs> Good luck. Like, Good luck. For those of you who haven't read Wheel of Time, Wheel of Time is based yeah. on Game of Thrones on crack. Yeah. <laughs> Like, the books are massive tomes. Yeah. Oh, they take up two shelves in our shop. Yeah, uh, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. I, I try to, I can't. Yeah, I just can't. It's too the first much. First book is amazing, and then from there, it just becomes a bit of a slog for me. But listen, right? What I will say is, for, so we're not here all night. Mm. 2019 in a word. Right, let's start with you, Bryn. In a word? Yeah. Um, or sentence. Yeah. Let's go with sentence. Yeah, um, it's like mostly enjoyable. Okay, <laughs> we'll survived into fatherhood. Oh, yeah, well, you had a really good year. <laughs> yeah. I was talking, in, I was talking in geek in geek terms, not in like. Oh, in that, oh, in that case, just life terms. Life. Terms. Oh, I see. In that case, um, survived. Fair, fair. End game was nice, but otherwise survived. Fair, uh, Venus. Surprised? No. Disappointed? Yes. <laughs> I would say I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. I will say though, I had a lot of fun at the cons this year. I can't take that yeah. away from 2018. Yeah. I will have to say though, 2019 has been great because you know, Keen, we had you on the show. The show's grown a lot for myself. Oh, see, thank you for bringing that up. This was the year I joined, and I've, it's been a blast working with you guys this year. Oh, for sure. It's been great, you know, because me and Brendan, we kind of, we were a little bit burned out on podcasting and streaming and all that kind of stuff. And then we just came up, we're like, actually, no, we just hate wrestling. We really like podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was it. And we're like, oh, cool, let's go in and expand it out. So, you know, it's, it, personally, I've had a great time. What, what, do you, what do you think, Brendan? Yeah, I mean, I think like this year in terms of podcasting has been great. Like, um, well, actually, you know what? The, this year has been a great year for this as a show because, like, we did go from going never doing another wrestling show ever again, never doing podcasting again, <laughs> to going like, yeah, you know what, doing podcasts is fine. It's <laughs> we just it's don't. Like, go, we let's just, graduate to good the, next year. The amount of uh, the amount of uh, talking about um, wrestling has to go down, and <laughs> but like then then on the other side, the thing that like that I find quite sad is like, and I've I mentioned this on the show a few weeks ago as well, but um. Basically, like the the podcast network that I got started with is gone, and their library is finished, and that's a real that's really really sad. Mm-hmm. But um, because like you know, like I mean, it's one of the, the sad things where like you know you do see guys who they spend the, like I mean, like I know uh, I know Larry had a great show with um, Creature Features podcast. I didn't particularly like the show that much, but it, because it just wasn't to my taste, but you know, I would still recommend the show to whoever 
who anyone I could find who who I knew would like it because he's going through you know B movies and he's going through like monster movies and even stuff as like as simple as like the like uh, slashers and whatever and you know like there are people who absolutely love them and but it's one of those things where um that never found its audience and after you know something like 10 years of him trying he just kind of gave up and it's a bit of a shame but this is unfortunately the nature of the beast where you know if you struggle to find an audience this is what happens you know Mm. Exactly, exactly, you know, and it's funny though, it's funny that you mentioned it, because I deleted all the shows by mistake, but <laughs> thankfully, we have this summer doing it, um, all the shows are online, you know, so at least with us. This is also an advertisement for backing up your data. Always back up your data, and, yeah. and particularly that one hard drive, that is your main hard drive, back yeah. that up, because yeah. you will delete that by mistake one time, yeah. like I did yeah. today. <laughs> but no, it, it, you know, Looking forward into 2020, um, I'm glad that we're that we're doing this. Thanks for anyone who's listened to the show, anyone who's mm. joined us. We're going to try to do streaming more because I had the stream deck and it actually made today really easy. Um, but no, it's great having it's great doing podcasts with you guys. Uh, Venus, Lisa, welcome on the show. Uh, Thank you for having me. Welcome on the on the the, the team, the Nerd to Know team. <laughs> happy to be bored uh, yeah yeah so uh we're looking forward to checking out your show looking forward to doing panels and stuff like that as well so uh yeah yeah, 2020 is going to be awesome Woo! yeah all right so uh yeah one other thing 2020 has doom coming out like doom sorry doom so i'm uh really looking forward to that but we'll wrap it up there guys you what it also has doom coming out it's a great banner year you know, doom <laughs> and doom. <laughs> and doom. Yeah, so e- either I'm going to be very happy or very sad, but we'll, we'll, we'll awesome. find out in due time. This Possibly year is though. brought to you by letter D. Exactly. <laughs> is it the year? It's not the year of the dragon, is it? What year is it? Year of the I don't know. Let we'll find know. out next week. We'll <laughs> find out next week. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for everyone who joined us on the stream. Anyone who listens to us on XFM. Uh,